Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With us now is Dr. Eric Kam, Professor of Macroeconomics at Ryerson University, great guest on this program, on a regular basis, and we like to hear always what Dr. Kam has to say, because he does not have a politically correct bone in his body. So, Dr. Kam, the good, the bad, the ugly. Budget. Well, hi, Roy. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, it is the good, the bad, and the ugly, a little a little of all three. I found it really fascinating when I was sitting listening to them present the budget. One of the reporters, I, I don't even know if they meant to do it, they made a, a very bold statement. And they kind of almost, as a matter of factly uh, said, and I wrote it down, that it's obvious the federal government under this prime minister is not concerned at the present time with economic growth. And I thought, wow, you can just shut the TV off now because we're finished. Um, and that pretty much came to pass. I mean, I was told many times that there's never any benefit to what they call borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. And that's what's gone on. And as a quick follow up to Mr. Giroux, who I very much respect, um, the prediction about the government saying labor markets are going to return to pre-pandemic levels by the end of the year. Uh, to quote my students, I call bull. Yeah, they can be blunt, eh? Uh, so what would you have... All, all right, so tell us what disturbs you the most about this budget, and then please, what would have made sense for them to do? Well, the the problem is, is that the budget cost is just massive. It is massive. It is beyond the scope of what most people can understand, and it is entirely, 100%, paid for by deficit, and debt financing with no aggressive economic stimulus. And you spoke a couple guests ago about, is it just becoming normal? And we, we have the emergency wage subsidy and the rent subsidy and the lockdown support. And I think the problem is, is that we're becoming almost immune to the fact that if the, the projected deficits, 509 billion, 154 billion, 59 billion, the numbers, I don't think people realize that these numbers are very real and they're just going up. So what did I hate? I hate that the macro indicators that we look at, spending, giving money away, which has nothing to do with economic growth, is going to outpace any, any growth in the economy. So we are at the mercy, Roy. We are at the mercy right now um, of interest rate increases, as previous guests have said, as pot potential inflation, debt to GDP ratios, and the unemployment rate. You know, the, the budget that the, the government comes out and they try to sound impressive. They set aside 7.5 billion for education, old age security, affordable housing, indigenous communities. They put a small minute tax on non-Canadian owned homes, a digital sales tax. Fine, that makes people maybe feel a little bit better. But when you look at this budget, let's be honest, let's look at this budget. This budget is uncontrolled, unbridled spending with absolutely no plan for paying it back. And what I'm about to say is not going to be popular. But if you are not a single parent who cannot afford daycare, I don't understand how you are applauding this budget. Carry on. Oh, I just needed a break. Okay, so those are just part of the things I don't like. Now, I have to say, people have been writing me and saying, you know, Eric, if you're going to throw away hundreds of billions of dollars, 
wouldn't you like to care for children? And I have to say, I guess if the choice is not between the spending or not the spending, the choice is we are going to spend the money. Who should we invest in? I guess I have a small bias toward children as well. Um, but what there really was not in this in this budget is any return to sanity. They call it the return to pre-pandemic levels. I call it a return to sanity. And there is nothing. There is nothing. There is not one piece of macroeconomic evidence in this budget that says we have any hope in hell of returning to pre-pandemic levels. We are now burdened forever. Hear me, folks, forever with higher taxes, higher deficits and lower disposable income. Because if this is the blueprint toward the next, say, 10 economic years, then there is no reason to believe that you are going to have more money in your pocket. Meanwhile, we've crushed, almost crushed our energy sector, which was a tremendous boon to our national economy and to our national treasury. We've crushed it. Uh, effectively over the last six years of the Trudeau regime. And do you remember, talk about pre-pandemic realities. It wasn't so long ago, might have been 2019, when an annual federal deficit of $25 billion would have been an outrage. Now I get it. The pandemic rolled in and rolled over us. But we can't go from $25 billion being an outrage to $400 billion being acceptable or $300 billion being acceptable rolling over year after year after year. You just can't do it. And you know what it reminds me of? Um, Tom Caldwell was on this program a number of years ago, and I'll never forget what he said to us, the chairman of Caldwell Securities. He said, remember when we were young and we would go buy something. He's talking about my his and my demo now. We would go buy something, and we wanted to know how much it cost. He said, now, they just want to know, can we afford the payments? And, Dr. Cam, we can't even afford the payments anymore. We can't afford the payments anymore. We've turned the economy into a question of, do we buy the car or do we lease the car? And we have a government that believes in leasing the car. Uh, they believe that if they can make the payments, then they are doing well. The problem is, as you said, that is not doing well. And number two they can't make the payments. Uh, again, um, rather than sound like I'm 100% negative, I'm going to actually try to sound positive for a second because there were some tax measures that were not addressed in the budget, and I'm actually glad that they were not addressed in the budget. It was devoid, although I use this term now positively, of uh, changes to capital gains, uh, principal residence exemptions, mm -hmm. wealth tax, Pharmacare, universal basic income. And I think that that was actually smart. I don't know if they did it by accident, if they just tripped over themselves and, and, and landed on Christmas, or if they actually meant to do it. But the point is, is that it actually could have been, God forbid, a whole lot worse. And it wasn't. But, you know, I also flipped through the 700 pages, believe it or not, and it put me into a coma. But I tried to find anywhere in there two things that really, as you know, strike me. Provincial transfers. Are we giving more money to the provinces? And we're not. And as you said before, and it was really a very, very important topic, what's the plan to return to, to balanced budgets? Yeah. Forget balanced budgets. Is there a plan to return to the pre-pandemic level of the budget? Mm -hmm. No, there's not. And do you know why there's not? Because there can't be. Because it'll never again be a $25 million deficit. Yeah. No, can't be. Well, we're going to spend uh, $39 billion just to service the debt by 25 26. 
So that's right. Go. And that's right. And I and I ask people, I know that people are going to say to me, please don't take a country the same as you do a home. But at some point, that is a comparable. The only the only difference is, is that a country can borrow seemingly forever. And I would, of course, argue that that's not true. It's just how this government wants people to view it. But the point is, is if you took your house and one day you owed $25,000 and the next day you owed $400,000 with absolutely no plan of ever repaying that, how would your household finances look? And of course, the answer is it's a house of cards and your house would collapse. The house is collapsing, Roy. It is collapsing because there is no plan to sanity. We are never going to get back to pre-pandemic levels. And you and I know this because we said it 18 months ago and we got people Twittering saying, yes, it will. We just have to get over the hump. Well, let me let you in on a little secret, uh, good listenership. We're over the hump. There is no plan to return because we are never going to return. And I saw those houses where they owed hundred grand one month half a million the next, uh, three quarters of a million the next. I saw them for sale, uh, for chump change, essentially, in the United States, in Florida, in 2009, because that's what they did. At the home level, at the individual home level, they borrowed beyond their capacity to repay, and then they just walked away, and guess who was stuck with the bill? Bingo. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.